time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart. They've got passion for God. They're leading intercession on their schools. They're set apart, consecrated under God. And they've got a vision and a mission for their life. And so without further ado, I want to go right into God's word this morning. I don't have a whole bunch of time. We did intentionally start a little bit late this morning because we had our parent meeting and it went much later. And so um, I have about 15 minutes or so. So I'm going to give you some highlights. Everybody say, think fast. Come on, say it again. Say, think fast. All right, so think fast. Obviously, that's a play on words there. Fast, not quick like, man, think fast, like run, run, run. Think fast. Think about fast. And everybody say, oh, yeah, you'll get it. You'll get it. Give me a couple minutes. All right, so think fast. Turn to John, or turn to Matthew chapter 6. I'm going to go there in just a second, but I'm going to read another verse. But just if you have your Bible, starting to Matthew chapter 6 and starting at verse 16. How many of you enjoyed a little bit of breakfast this morning? Come on, somebody. Yes. Very favorite to have some leftovers from the parent meeting. So don't expect that every Sunday morning. But today was just a day of favor. All right. John 10 and 10, Jesus' main purposes, a purpose on earth was to glorify God and also to show us how to live an abundant life where we are serving Jesus and knowing Jesus and reflecting Jesus to our friends, to our family, to our enemies, to whomever. John 10 and 10, Jesus says, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy But I have come that you, Daniel, good to see you, Daniel, may have life and have life. Are you sharing? Do you need a chair, Daniel? You're good? You're good right there? Okay, good. All right. So uh, I have come that you may have life and have life more abundantly. Life to the absolute full. Life the best way that you could live life. That's why I've come to show you a better way than the system that you're doing. And so Jesus' whole purpose is to show us how do we live abundant life? How do we, how do we fulfill God's purpose? What is God's purpose on, in, in our lives on earth? The big deal, guys, is that Satan hates you. God loves you. Jesus came with intentions to show us how to live. Before his coming, we were hopelessly confused, and he brought real change to us. But while he on, here on earth, he also had his little posse, his little group, his homeboys, All the disciples, they rolled him everywhere that he went and learned of his ways. And they served as models also for each of us to follow. Jesus knew this. So there were certain times when that he would directly address his homeboys, his group, his 12, the disciples. And he would say in plain English, this is what you need to do. If you're going to accomplish your purpose, if you're going to live out life to the full, if you're going to be everything that I created you to do, here is what you just, you just got to do. There's no way to get around it. I'm going to do a whole lot for you. I'm going to go to the cross. I'm going to die for you. I'm going to make a way. I'm going to make provision for the forgiveness of sins. And I'm going to extend healing to you and all these different things. But there are some things that you've just got to do. You just got to do it. And so, and so with that kind of mindset, and again, it's to show you a better way to live your life. It's from that concept that he shares Matthew 6, starting at verse 16. So the verse on the screen, if you don't have your Bibles this morning, Matthew 6, 16, it says, And when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do, who try to look pale and disheveled so people will admire them for their fasting. I assure you, that is the only reward they will ever get. But... When you fast, 
comb your hair, wash your face. Who combed their hair and washed their face this morning? Some of y'all didn't. We ain't going to point no fingers. Then no one will suspect you are fasting except your father who knows what you do in secret. And your father who knows all secrets will reward you. Everybody say reward. reward. Don't store up treasures here on earth where they can be eaten by moths and get rusty and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where they will never become moth-eaten or rusty and where they will be safe from thieves. Everybody again say rewards. Rewards. And say think fast. fast. How many of you love rewards? Come on, somebody. If you don't, something wrong with you. I don't know what kind of rewards you've been getting. I love rewards. I love whenever I've done something to earn. It's like, man, you're going to get rewarded for something. And so Jesus kind of with this mindset, and here's the deal. We don't fast. We don't do anything. There is nothing that we can do to cause God to love us any more than what he does right now. Nothing you can do, nothing you can say to earn God's love. Even before we gave him our hearts, no matter where you are in your journey, maybe you believe in Jesus, maybe you don't. Maybe you're just kind of going through the motions. Maybe you're not even sure about this God thing. It doesn't matter. But here's the deal. No matter where you are, no matter what you've done, no matter what you've said, God loves you and there's nothing you can do about it. Nothing you can do to ever change it. Nothing you can do to strengthen or weaken the love of God towards you. And that's been revealed to us in Jesus Christ. However, there are some things where Jesus says, whenever you do these things, there is favor that will come to your life. There are more blessings that will come to your life. Not more love, more expressions of blessings, even to the point of, gosh, there are rewards. And it's not a foreign concept to some of us because even Paul says, run this Christian journey like in this, in this walk with Jesus, you run it like a race. And everybody who runs in a race, win, like they run with the intention of, of winning. Nobody just runs a race. Just, well, I don't even care. Nobody plays on a basketball team and says, well, God, I don't even care if my team wins. I'm just playing just to have fun. Oh, whatever. Obviously, y'all not used to winning. And so you, you compete in anything in order to win. And that's the analogy that Paul uses. And Jesus is saying, you know what? In this Christian race, your stakes of even winning and walking and more favor, more blessings and, and all these different things. Gosh, if you'll do things the way that I did them. And here's the deal. Even Jesus, there were seasons where Jesus fasted, where he would avoid eating, where he would avoid some pleasures in order to draw closer to his heavenly father. See what I'm saying? And so I'm going to talk about this morning, the next 10 minutes or so, some kind of rewards of fasting because Jesus said this, but also why do we fast and and what does it mean to fast? So bow your heads right where you are. And if you're talking to your neighbor, stop before I slap you. All right. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We honor you. We welcome you this morning. And we pray that you would use your word to teach us to strengthen us, to encourage us, to empower us, ultimately changing us to look more like Jesus. In your name we pray. Everybody say it. Amen. Amen. All right. So the fact that Jesus uses the word when you fast and not if you fast 
kind of tells us something, that there is the expectation that as Christ followers, at some point in our journey, there will begin this regular pattern, just like we worship very normally. There's an expectation. It's almost like the natural response to God to worship him. And there are certain things that we do as Christ followers because it just, it comes natural in our, in, out of our love for Jesus. It's the same way. So in this particular text, Jesus it was talking, he says, and when you give, you know, this is how you give. Give in secret. God's going to reward you openly. And he says, when you pray, you know, be not as the heathen. And he goes on. And then he says, when you fast. And so to Jesus, all three of them go hand to hand. It go hand in hand. So fasting is no more spectacular than praying or giving, worshiping God. It's supposed to come just kind of normal, natural to us. Or at least we know about it. And so Jesus fully expected those who followed him then to do things the way that he did it. It's the same today. He also expects for those of us who follow him now to do as he did. Now, fasting is not popular. You know, you're not going to hear Justin Bieber or One Direction or Taylor Swift talking about, oh, you know, I'm going to fast this week. You know, like nobody, they're not saying that, you know, no reality television show, you know, that you see on TV. Are they going to be like, yeah, I'm fasting. I'm just, you know, getting closer to God. You know, let's let's sing songs about you calling a generation to pray and to fast. These things are not popular in our culture, but you'll hear God speaking about it all throughout Scripture. And so just to kind of give you some definitions here, again, we're calling our entire church, including our youth ministries, student ministries, to 21 days starting today to be intentional about saying, gosh, you know what, Lord, I'm just setting my face to seek you more than I have before in some sacrificial way, not to earn God's love, because again, he doesn't love us anymore whenever we fast, but it's an expression of our hearts towards God saying, Lord, you mean more to us than anything on the face of this planet. You see what I'm saying? Love is an interesting thing because love is really not love without giving. That's why John 3, 16 says, for God so loved the world that he... Yeah, what if it said God so loved the world that he withheld his son and didn't send him down to die on the cross for our sins? God loves you. I love you. What if that was it? What if it was just some kind of emotional feeling? No, 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 no. Connected to love is action. God so loved that he gave. And so for us in expressing even our love to God, we say, God, you know, we're giving this next 21 days to you in a real clear and direct way. And we're going to really ask you, Jesus, we want to be closer to you. So here's the deal. Scripture kind of talks about, and there's all sorts of teachings that could go into a whole lot of debt. I want to just give you kind of an overview because I know that some of you, not all of you, but I know that some of you are really going to take this seriously. And I know that there is a remnant of you who's going to say, you know what? I may have never done this before, and I'm not even sure of all of the different things that I can do, or can't, but, but I'm going to fast something for 21 days. I'm going to, whether it's you know, whatever it is, whether it's secular music or all social networking, God forbid we fast Facebook for 21 days, or Twitter, or Instagram, or you see what I'm saying? Or I'm going to fast my cell phone, I'm not going to text for 21 days. And the time that I spend doing these things I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend a little bit of extra time in prayer. Or I'm going to take my non-existent prayer life and it's actually going to come into existence this year at the beginning. Saying, God, I'm giving you the beginning of this year in a supernatural, in a special way. Because I want your blessings and your favor. I want to know you more this year than I knew you last year. 
And so biblically, in the Bible, there's basically three kind of major types of fast. The first one, if you're taking notes, just call a normal fast or just a regular, regular fast. Matthew 4, 2 uh, talks about Jesus eating no foods and drinking only liquids. Matthew 4, 2, after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. This is talking about Jesus. So just a normal or regular fast, you do juices or broths or liquids or whatever. Now, let me tell you, over 21 days, that's a little bit of a challenge. I've done that, done longer than that before, and all those different things, not even food. What I'm encouraging you guys to do is talk to your parents, pray about it, okay, and ask, you know, Lord, what is something that I can do? I know some of you are athletes or just your different diet needs kind of thing, but even if you said, for 21 days, I am not going to eat meat, okay? That's a, that's a partial fast, which I'll talk about in a second, or I'm not going to eat any sweets, and some of you just are hooked on sweets and desserts like, I mean, like crack cocaine or something. It's like, okay. And so, and so for you, it's saying, you know what? Um, I'm not eating any desserts, any sweets, milkshakes, any of that stuff. I'm just going to kind of sacrifice those things. And I'm going to spend some extra time in prayer because I want to know God. It's so easy, you guys, to say that God means the world to you and he's your number one. It's a lot different whenever you actually carry this out and you actually do it, okay? And so that's the bar. I'm setting the bar, and that may seem so high for you, but I'm telling you, God's grace on your life, you can do these things. So again, first type of fast is just a normal or a regular fast. By definition, fast means eating no solid foods and only drinking liquids. Not like milkshakes and like like your favorite Cokes and coffees and all that, but like basically juices and waters to kind of stay nourished. So that's a regular fast. Again, I'm not saying that's the fast you have to do. I'm just telling you three different types of fasts in Scripture. And then I'll kind of give you some pointers at the end before we close. So first fast, it's a regular, normal fast. That means no solid foods, just drinking liquids. That's a first fast. Second one is an absolute fast, a dry fast, or an ester fast. Three different names, same thing. Ezra 10, 6. Uh, there's deliverance that came because of this type of fast. Esther went three days without food or water, which led to the national salvation and deliverance or which led to the salvation and deliverance of the entire nation of Israel. Uh, Esther had basically led that fast. And uh, Paul also participated in this type of fast, usually three days, but Moses and Elijah and possibly Jesus went 40 days without food and water. Moses is it's the longest fast recorded in the Bible, 80 days without food or water. Now, let me tell you, that's supernatural, right? Because even biologically... Uh, scientists and doctors even tell us after a certain amount of days, normally three without water, your body begins to shut down. That's not what we're telling you to do. Everybody's like passed out like by day three. No, 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 no. I'm just telling you, these are different types of fasts that we see in the word of God. Okay. So like, don't go home today and say, Pastor Brandon's calling all of us not to eat or drink for 40 days. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Third type of fast in general is a partial fast. And to be honest, this is where even for the last five years, we've kind of called our entire youth ministry to, and we participated in at some level at some time during the year, normally at the beginning. This is a partial fast. The Daniel fast kind of falls underneath this type of fast. And what it is or where we kind of take that from is Daniel chapter 10, verse 3. Daniel says, I ate no delicacies, no meat or wine entered my mouth. Also, Falling under that category was no meats, sweets, treats, bread, while drinking water only for liquids, okay? All sorts of fasting 
Again, so that's one type of a partial fast, what we call the Daniel fast. And again, this can be really complicated. And like, but the, the gist of the Daniel fast is 20, for 21 days, I'm not eating meats. I'm not eating sweets, desserts. I'm not eating treats like my favorite candy bar and all of that. I'm just going to eat fruits, vegetables, rice, those kinds of things. You see what I'm saying? And so that's a partial fast where you're still eating some type of food. And again, this is a great starting place, especially if, you're, if it's your first time, you've never fasted before. I know this seems like so radical and out of the box. I mean, who calls junior high students to fast? Well, I am, okay? And so and ultimately, why? Because you know what? You know what, you guys? You're not a part of just, you know, some normal whatever. No, like we have dreams here and we want to know Jesus and we want to accomplish his purpose for us. And so sometimes that looks like doing things a little bit radically and praying a little more often than maybe like your best friends who are also, whatever. We want to just kind of raise the bar and say, you know what? We're called to do great things for God. And sometimes great being used of God greatly comes with a few sacrifices along the way. But here's the deal. We'll never sacrifice more than what Jesus is continuously sacrificing for us. Never, ever. Okay? So let's talk about this partial fast because I have an idea that most of us, even if you eat weird things in your diet, this is the most within your reach for most of us. It's like, you know, the thought of not eating for a full day just makes you want to pass out, some of you. And, you know, but, but, but the partial fast, again, you're still eating food, but you cut out some of what you normally eat for, you know, the things that excite you. So, for example, Octavia and I love meat. Okay. Like we're like carnivores to the core as the Millers found out. <laughs> Went to their house for uh, dinner no meat. We're like, ah. Um, so anyways, so, and so for some of you, like maybe you're a vegetarian already and that's all you already eat. Like that's all you eat is like lettuce and I don't know, whatever else, whatever other things. And so you would modify that. You would modify that. Maybe some of the treats or the desserts that you normally eat with your dinner or your breakfast or your lunch, you just cut it out. Again, it's not starving yourself. You're not trying to like make yourself sick and all of those things, but it is an expression of a little bit of sacrifice to the Lord. Does that make sense to you? Again, we fast not out of duty, but we fast because it is our, it's our delight because Jesus, he just means that much to us. It's a bit of a sacrifice, you know? Okay, so again, in the partial fast, kind of realm, different ones. If you are normally eat meats where you say, gosh, okay, I'm going to do a, a version or form of the Daniel fast. I'm not eating meats, sweets, or treats. It rhymes. You can always remember it. Like no meat, sweets, or treats in your diet starting tonight at six o'clock, ending three Sundays from tonight after we have our prayer meeting. So that's a fast. Again, everybody can do this. I promise you, it's not going to kill you not to go without meats, sweets, and treats for 21 days. In addition to food, though, many times whenever we're on a fast, it's also helpful for you to cut out things that consume a lot of your time, okay, that you thoroughly enjoy doing. God forbid I say video games to go without playing your little video game for 21 days, okay, or go without social media for 21 days to say, hey, update your Facebook status. I'm taking a break for three weeks to seek God. Send my parents an email if you need to get in contact with me. You know, it's just like... Those kinds of things, you guys, again, is within your reach. It's within your grasp. I know that it's radical. I know that probably you've never done it before. But hey, when's a better time to start doing things you've never done for God before 
than now. Hey, remember that song that so many of you responded to? So put me anywhere. Just put your glory in me. I'll serve anywhere. Just let me see your beauty. Hey, part of that, you guys, seeing the beauty of God is whenever you do kind of accept this challenge to say for 21 days, I'm just going to fast something again. Let me restate, and it is on the podcast. I am not saying for you to starve yourselves for 21 days. So don't tell your parents, Pastor Brandon said, I can't eat food or drink anything for 21 days. What I am saying is cutting out potentially meats, sweets, and treats, a version of the Daniel fast, but also video game playing or social networking, just saying the hours that I spend doing that, I'm going to take that time and I'm going to do some things to draw closer to Jesus because I want to know him more. Amen. Does that make sense to you guys? The rewards, so many rewards, and I'll close with this kind of thought. The greatest reward that's found in fasting, you guys, is intimacy with Jesus. It's intimacy with Jesus. There is a heightened level, and some of you, this is just what you need to do. Some of you say, gosh, Pastor Brandon, I feel like I can't hear God's voice. You know what sometimes fasting does is it amplifies the voice of God in your life. It's not that he's getting any louder. It's just that all of the distractions and the props that are holding you up, social media and networking, smoothies and, I mean, just like milkshakes and candy bars and all those different things. It's like something, whenever you remove all the props out of your life, there is something about the voice of God being amplified in the way that that even whenever God is whispering as he has been to you for years now, all of a sudden you begin to say like Samuel, somebody's calling my name. Hold on. I think I hear my name being called. So again, the greatest reward is intimacy with Jesus. So I know this is radical. This may be some of your first times and we want to be here as resources for you. So if you want to talk more about it, any of those things, but we're just calling you guys to say, for 21 days, I'm going to fast something. Talk to your parents about it. See what you can do as far as food or whatever the sacrifice is. But just saying, you know what? I'm doing this. I'm, I'm on board. I'm all in this year. And by God's grace, I'm going to know Jesus better this year than I ever have my entire life. Amen? Amen. Amen. I want you to stand to your feet as they just kind of play some devotional music as we close this morning. We are so excited, VSM, about what God is doing in us and through us and to us, even in the way of just starting this year off by saying, Lord, we're, we're going to fast. We're just, we're just going to do it and, and just see what happens. Great things happen whenever students begin to say, you know what, Lord, you mean more to me than my Facebook. You mean more to me than my favorite milkshake every day. You mean more to me than my video games that I spend countless hours playing. You mean more. And it's not that I have to. It's my joy and my honor to sacrificially give. He deserves everything, you guys. I want you to bow your heads right where you are. Father, I just thank you so much for this amazing group of students. And we thank you for your anointing, your presence your mark on our lives. Thank you for visiting us in such a relevant way, even in worship this morning. God, truly our heart is that you would put us anywhere. Just put your glory in us, God. We want to be used by you. We want to know you better. We want to look more like Jesus. So I thank you that as students kind of respond to this challenge, even starting tonight, six o'clock, starting some type of sacrifice for 21 days above and beyond what our normal lives are for you. God, I thank you that you're going to move. 
God, I thank you. They're going to hear your voice like never before. That even as you gently whisper, it's going to sound like a, sh- a resounding shout coming from their father, not out of anger, but out of love. I love you. I love you. You are mine. God, take delight in these, your holy servants, sons and daughters. I bless them tonight at the start of a new year, and I just declare over them this will be their greatest year yet. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said... And over time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart. They've got passion for God. They're leading intercession on their schools. They're set apart, consecrated under God. They've got a vision and a mission for their life.